Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. Today's topic is all about why you must have a strength training program. So if you are a brand new person, you've never done gym training or strength work before, this is gonna be fantastic for you. If you're an intermediate or an advanced lifter and you've been there for a while and you've you know pumped iron for a while and you've got some good results, this is also gonna be beneficial for you. And the reason I wanna talk about this is over the last 12 years of being involved in gyms, I've seen it all. I've seen, you know, the hardcore powerlifters, the guys who've got heavy metal music, they've got their chalk out, they're grunting and groaning and, you know, they might slap each other on the back and whatever and, you know, throw the weights around and make a, a lot of noise. I've seen the cardio bunnies. So these are the people who only stick to the cardio side of things. They do the treadmill, the cross trainer, the bike, the rower, but they never touch a single piece of weights. They never touch the dumbbells, the bars, the machines, or anything like that. I've also seen the class only people. So these are people who, you know, frequent rec centers or gymnasiums, and they only do classes. So whether it's your Les Mills or your, your body this or whatever it is, they just do classes. I've also seen the scared and intimidated people. And I can spot these people a mile away because you know they generally kind of keep to themselves and they like to be left alone. Well, it's not that they like it's not that they like to be left alone, but it's just that they're a bit shy of you know how to use the equipment and they're not sort of they're not sure where to start. And I've also seen the people who you know they turn up, they head to the bag rack, they put their bag down, they put their music on, and they just like to be left alone. They just like to go and do their own thing. I've seen all of the different categories or different um, types of people who frequent gyms and you know rec centers and things like that over the years. But one of the things that is synonymous with all of them is a pursuit for better. Every single one of those people I just described, they all have one thing in common. They all wanna improve. They either wanna get fitter, faster, stronger, or leaner. They, they all want to improve themselves in some capacity. They all have a goal. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. And the same is true for you. You obviously have a goal. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But what I wanted to run through with you is where most people stuff up with their strength training. And there's three big mistakes that I'm going to share with you that you need to avoid so you can get the absolute most out of your training. The first problem that most people face is they have no program at all. So this is called winging it. This is where you just rock up to the gym on any given day and you just have a bit of a look around and you think, okay, that machine over there is free, I'll start there. Or, oh yeah, I haven't done that one for a while, I'll go and do some lap pull downs, sure. Or if it's a Monday, everybody knows it's International Chest Day, so everyone's queuing up and waiting in line to get on the bench press. And this is where it's very ad hoc. You just rock up and you just do stuff. It doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason. You just go and do a bunch of exercises, and oftentimes it's the stuff you enjoy doing. So I know for me, when I was, you know, younger and I was doing gym work, it was all of the mirror muscles, all the muscles you can see in the mirror: chest, biceps, 
You know, a bit of quads, yeah, not so much. Don't really like training legs. Guys, do your leg training. Um, but you just do all the stuff you enjoy training. And that's that's really bad because it leaves you open for injuries and also muscular imbalances. So for most people, yourself included, you need to train the areas you don't enjoy training. And the reason for this is you're going to get injured otherwise. You're going to create imbalances. So for guys, most of the time, if you do more bench pressing, if you do more pushing than pulling, you're going to get internally rotated shoulders, your uh, upper back is going to round, and you're gonna have more of a what's called a kyphotic posture. So it's important you create muscle balance and symmetry. And I've discussed this in an earlier podcast. You must do all four movement patterns, push, pull, hinge, and squat, okay? So if you go into the gym and you've got no program at all, what do you think your chances of success are gonna be? If you just rock up with no intention of what you're going to do, no plan of attack, it is akin to throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks. It is never going to work. You are not going to make any progress whatsoever. The second problem that I see a lot of people do incorrectly is they are constantly varying their exercises. So I've seen it in Fitness Magazine, I've seen it online, in YouTube videos, and this, that, and the other. People talk about, you've gotta change up your training. You have to have variation. You have gotta vary what you're doing. So some common phrases are, you need to change things up to, to, to keep it interesting. You need to, you know, you can't make the muscles adapt. You've gotta keep changing it. And I understand the concept, but people take this way too far. I'm gonna try and keep it simple. There is some science to this, but I'm gonna try and keep it simple. Your body as an organism works on what is called adaptation. It will adapt and accommodate itself to a given stress or specific stimulus. So let's say for example, if you do the same thing, basically if you do the same thing over and over again, you get used to it. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. That's basically what it means. So if you do the exact same thing over and over again, you will make zero progress. So let's use, uh, what's an easy example? Let's use squats as an example. If you do 10, if you do three sets of 10 reps of squats, just body weight, if you do that every single time you go to the gym, you're going to get very good at doing three sets of 10. But your body isn't going to get any better. You're not going to get any stronger. You're not going to really get any leaner. Um, so yeah, sure, after a while you must have some form of variation. But variation is different to progression. Variation is where you change one small part of the training. So what I mean by that is, I'm not going in there and doing squats one day, leg press the next day, leg extensions the next day, step ups the next day, uh, you know, rear foot elevated split squats the, ne the next training session or whatever, because my body doesn't know what it's actually trying to adapt to. So let's say you're, for example, your goal is to get really good at squats. Let's say you want to be able to squat two times your body weight. So let's say you weigh 80 kilos and you wanna be able to squat 160 kilos you have to be doing some form of squat because we have what is called the law of specificity you get good at what you practice 
So squats are one of the best exercises you can do in your whole training program. Absolutely, no question about it. Now, when it comes to variation, there are lots of different types of squat. So if your goal is to say squat two times your body weight, and we're calling this a back squat, so the bar is resting on your upper back, you must have some form of squat in your program. So you can't go in there and just, you know, do the leg press, do the leg curl, do the hack squat. You've actually got to do something with a bar on your back because that is your ultimate goal. So in terms of shaking things up, keeping it interesting, you know, to keep the muscles guessing, you don't have to vary it up as much as you think. So that's one of the biggest things people do is that every time they go, they just try and do something different, something it's, it's essentially random. And you end up getting good at nothing because there's no consistency and there's no progression. You're just going in there and just doing a bunch of shit, different exercises every single time. You're just gonna go around in circles. I hope that makes sense. And the third biggest mistake that I see is that you follow what other people are doing. So let's say in the gym, there's always one big guy. There's always one big guy who's always in there. He's always training and guys look up to him and they think, shit, he's pretty muscular. He's pretty strong. He's got, you know, two, three, four plates each side. Wow, I want to be like him. And then what, what ends up happening is you just follow what he does and you think, if I do what he does, I'll get what he's got. But what you haven't seen is the five years that it's taken him to get to that point. So you rock up at your current position and you look at what old mate's doing, let's call him Harold. You look at what Harold's doing, Harold is jacked, Harold is strong as an ox, and you think I'm just gonna do what Harold's done or what Harold does right now and I'm gonna get to his point at some point in time as well. Monkey see, monkey do. But like I said, you haven't seen the five years of training, the five years of nutrition, the five years of discipline, the five years of commitment to get to that point. So in order for you to do what Harold's done, you have to do what Harold has done. You can't do what he's currently doing, you've gotta do all of the stuff that he's done previously. So basically, you're trying to jump to step 10 without going through step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And what that does is it leaves you with gaps, massive gaps. You do not develop adequate muscle mass, you do not develop adequate strength levels in all the supporting muscle groups and joints and ligaments and tendons. Your stabilizer muscles will be very, very weak. So when you are lifting a heavy weight, your body is not going to be able to cope because you're seeing Harold doing all of these big lifts and you're thinking, the only way I can get like Harold is by doing what Harold's doing, but you haven't done the smaller things and the regressions, the exercises which are at perhaps a lower level that he has gone through to get to his current level. So, those are the big three. You have no program at all, so you just wing it and you just try a bunch of different stuff to see and hopeful and just hope that it works. You pray and you cross your fingers and you cross your toes and you just hope that it works out. It won't. Second is constant variation. Changing things up, keeping it spicy, keeping it interesting. Doesn't work. There's no progression. And then the third one, like I said, is following what others doing. If you try and do what Harold's got, 
you're gonna try, you'll be aiming for step 10 when really you're at step one, two, or perhaps three. <clears throat> Doesn't work. You won't develop the necessary areas and you might end up injured. So, we've established what doesn't work. So what's the solution? This is what I think everybody should follow. A custom for your goals program. Now I've completed hundreds of assessments and appraisals and consultations with people over the years. And this is where everybody tries to put the cart before the horse. Before people come to work with me, I ask them a series of questions. What are your goals? What have you done in the past? I have to, I must have an understanding of what your current level is, what you've done, what you've tried, what's worked, what hasn't, what injuries you have, you know? What's your last six months of your life been looking like? Are you, have you been stressed to your eyeballs? Or has things been pretty cruisy? Everybody just wants to get stuck into things without actually getting a baseline assessment of where they're at. So you must have a program specific for where you're currently at. And this is where oftentimes people's egos get in the way. I used to do Taekwondo, I used to do martial arts when I was really young. And I think this has really helped me across the years is to have what is called a white belt mindset. So what it means is to have a white belt mindset is that you are always a beginner. You're always trying to learn something from somebody, someone who's better than you. And even for me, like I still do the basics and I still try to improve upon them. I've been training in the gym, strength training for 12 years now. I still focus on absolutely nailing the basics. So you need a custom program. You must have a program of some description, but it must cater for your current skill level and your current ability. So it needs to meet you where you are at currently. What is your strength level? What is your fitness level? What's your mobility like? Like, can you move your joints through a full range of motion? Or does your body compensate and basically cheat to get you in certain positions? And that, if you do that, it will end up in some form of injury or ailment. So one of the most common things that I've seen over the years in terms of injuries and joints, so to speak, is Let's look at the shoulder joint. The shoulder joint is a ball and socket joint. It has the capability to move in multiple planes. You can lift your arm straight up at the front to the side. It can rotate. It's, it's a wonderful joint. It's got the capacity for a big amount of movement. But if you cannot lift your arm straight up overhead without arching your back, you do not have the required mobility and or stability to do vertical pressing. So that means shoulder press. So a good test, if you, if you wanna actually test your own uh, shoulder mobility, this is called shoulder uh, flexion. Stand up against the wall with your feet about three inches away from the wall. Now, for this test, you need to keep your lower back, your upper back, and your head in complete contact with the wall at all times. Now, keeping your arm completely straight, so there's no elbow bend, keeping that arm completely straight, lift your arm up and back towards the wall as far as you possibly can. If you happen to lose any of those three points of contact, so that is your lower back, your upper back, or your head, so if any of those points at any time 
come off the wall, you fail the test. So you should be able to stand up nice and tall, straight arm raise, and get your thumb to the wall behind you without your arm coming considerably wide. So it needs to stay fairly close to your body. So in that top position, your bicep should be near your ear. If you cannot do that, you do not pass the test and you should not be doing overhead pressing. Not yet, anyway. So that's the thing. Like there, there are a specific group of movements and exercises people should be doing. The shoulder press is a great one. The strict press, it's a fucking awesome exercise to develop upper body strength. But if you do not have the required shoulder mobility, it is not a good fit, it is not a good fit for you right now. Does that make sense? So a lot of programs, they have this exercise in it and people do it. And then they wonder, fuck, injured my shoulder. I followed the program. Yeah, well, your body wasn't able and ready to do that specific program. That's why you got injured. Don't blame the program. The problem was your joints were not ready to handle that exercise. Now, another common one is people have sore knees. I've, I've had numerous people over the years who say, I get sore knees when I squat. So then they've either read something or been told something by someone saying, squats are bad for your knees. No, they're not. The way you squat is bad for your knees. I've had people and I have people who have knee injuries and we still squat. There is a squat for you. Squats might not be the issue. Maybe it's just the way you do them is incorrect. The same thing is for lunges. People say, oh, I always get sore knees when I lunge and then I have a look at how they lunge and I'm like, yep, that's your problem right there. And then they turn to me and say, oh, lunges are bad for my knees, right? Well, no, Sally, lunges are not bad for your knees, but let's just work on a few things and clean up your form, shall we? And then we fix the technique, you know, we adjust the stride length, we adjust the width, we focus on posture and getting a few more muscle groups engaged, the core, focusing on what's happening at the pelvis. And then they do a couple more lunges and they're like, holy shit, my knees feel fine. So they've been doing this exercise program that's got loads of lunges in them and they're just destroying their knees because their exercise technique is incorrect. So I hope that makes sense. It's not always an, an exercise that is the issue. Sometimes it's your current mobility or lack of mobility. Sometimes it's your technique. So that's why it's always good to have a coach watch you and see what's your form like? What's your technique? Okay, rep one was good, rep three sucked, rep six was meh, meh. rep 10, awesome. We need more of rep 10, okay? So I wanna just recap the squats one because this is very common. <clears throat> so it's not to say you have to eliminate squats, but let's say you do get knee pain when you squat. It could be one of four things. It could be your technique, I've already discussed that. Look at your technique. Are your knees facing the same direction as your toes, yes or no? They should. You can also look at different heights. So if you've always been told you know you need to squat ass to grass with your butt sitting on your heels, maybe try not squatting down as low. See if that helps. Maybe we change the range of motion, so instead of you sitting and doing a free squat, maybe we have you do a box squat where you sit down onto a bench or onto a box 
and have more of a hip dominant type squat for you. So that would be uh, that would be the third one, which is a different stance. So let's say you take a very narrow stance, feet under the hips, toes facing straight on. If that hurts the knees, maybe we open your stance up, turn the toes out slightly, and we focus on using more of the hip structure. Hamstrings, glutes get worked a bit more. But you can also change the tool. So let's say, for example, you typically do barbell squatting. You do squats with a bar on your back and you just always get knee pain. So let's say, let's say on Wednesdays you squat. So you go and you do your warm up, you grab your bar and you start doing some uh, warm up sets and you're like squat, ow, squat, ow, squat, ow. And then you think, oh, it's just the way it is. And then you start adding weight to this bar. All you're doing is adding more pain to the movement. So maybe the barbell isn't the best tool for you right now. Maybe you need to do some dumbbell goblet squats or maybe a kettlebell so you can find out how to brace correctly. So you're engaging the midsection a bit more, using your glutes the right way, so that we take pressure off of the knees and we place more of the load and emphasis on the hips. So in case you were not aware, the biggest muscle in your body is your glutes. So that's your butt. So people talk about booty training and stuff. You need to, learn, you need to understand and learn how to actually use those muscles in order for it to be effective. So that's something to be mindful of as well. So I hope that all makes sense so far. If you're still with me, perfect. Now, if you have questions, please feel free to write in. I'll happily answer them and go into a bit more detail. But here's what you need to know. Here's what you must understand. If you do not know what to do in a gym, if you do not know what to do for strength training, if you do not know what weight you should be using, if you do not know how to progress and what should be the next step, taking you from that proverbial level one to level two to level three, hire a coach who has years of experience and results to back up their craft. This is something a lot of people, they don't do. They think, I need to you know, get a little bit fitter or a little bit stronger before I go and see a personal trainer. Well, no, the whole reason that personal trainers exist is to help you get to the level you ultimately want to be. So whether you're, you know, five kilos overweight or 10 kilos overweight, or maybe you can't do a toe push up, or maybe you want to do a chin up and you can't quite get there. Don't wait until you can get there to see a personal trainer. Go and find a good personal trainer, go and find a, a good strength coach, and they will get you there much quicker. So th this is the best example I can give you. Today just happens to be the day that I got my car serviced. You know, it's been popping up on my screen. You need your car serviced. You need your car serviced. So every time I get in the car on the dashboard, it says you need the service, whatever. Anyway, I don't know how to service my car. I'm not a mechanic, which is why I take it to a specialist. Someone who has expertise at servicing cars. That's their job. That is their career. That is what they are passionate about. That is what they are good at. So some people might be listening to like, how do you not know how to service a car, Jesse? What the fuck's wrong with you? It's not of interest to me. So therefore, I don't study it. I don't learn about it. So if I don't understand how to do it, if I was to try and do it, I'd probably break my fucking car. So I don't know what goes into the whole servicing of a vehicle. But anyway, I'm not a mechanic, so I go and take it to somebody who can go and fix 
the problem, so to speak. It says it needs a service, cool. I go and get a service, it comes back and it runs like brand new, beautiful. So I go and hire an expert to get what I need done. Sure, I could go and learn how to service my car, but how long would that take me? How many months or years would it take me to become an expert to proficiently service my car? And not just once. Don't know about your car, but I know I've had several services over the lifetime of my car, and I'm going to need more services over the lifetime of my car. So would I ever actually have the tools necessary to service the car for the rest of its life? To understand the transmission, the timing belt, and all of that? It's not of interest to me. So that's why I hire a professional, somebody to do something that I cannot do myself. And I find that that's a fair exchange. My car needs servicing. There's a person over there who knows how to service it. Cool. I'll go and take my car down there and get it back the way I need it. So my question to you listening is how much time, how much effort, how much money do you need or were you willing to invest on yourself to figure out how to do your own strength training, your own fitness routine? Because there's, there's so many different bloody programs out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of programs you could try and could do. But which one is the right one for you? So for me, the question I ask myself is, how much time, effort, money would I have to invest to get the level of knowledge and skills to do what somebody else could do for me in one hour? My car service took one hour. I paid X amount of dollars, I took my car in, and I got it back in the at the standard that I required it. Perfect. That's an awesome time investment for me. So you need to ask yourself, do you want to save a few bucks? Or do you want to save hundreds, possibly thousands of hours of effort and energy to learn the knowledge that somebody else has? Because I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years. I, I can't even fathom. I don't even I don't even know how many thousands of hours I've invested into learning, reading, researching and developing my professional skill set in strength training. It's taken me over 12 years. I started before I went to TAFE. But it's taken me that long to get this current, my current level of knowledge. You need to ask yourself if you're willing to do the same or if you just prefer to outsource it and get the results that you want. So for me, I, I'm, I have enough objectivity to know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I'm not good with cars, so I'll get somebody else to worry about my car and I'll just focus on me and my profession and what's important to me. The car is important, but I can get it serviced by somebody else. So what I'm trying to tell you here, what I'm trying to explain is if you want to get exceptional results, get a program which is designed just for you. You are unique. You are the only one who has your body. So if you've had injuries, if you've played sport and you've been banged up and bruised up and maybe you've got a bit of wear and tear, that needs to be taken into consideration. If you've never touched a weight in your life, that also needs to be taken into consideration. So you can... You can follow all the templates or four-week challenges until you're blue in the face if you want. But you need to find out, you need to ask yourself this hard question. 
will it help you get the results you want? A, and B, are you gonna have the tools and the knowledge and the skill set to be able to sustain them? Because most people I know who do these four week challenges and things like that, they are literally hanging on four weeks at a time and they never ever think past the four weeks. They're like, awesome, I've got this four week challenge, I'm gonna absolutely crush it for four weeks. And then the challenge finishes and they're fucked. They fall off the wagon because the challenge is done, their routine goes out the window and they just revert back to what they're doing in the past, eating what they used to eat, exercising as little as they used to. Bad habits return, unless you actually learn the skills necessary to maintain them. So your training program should progress as you do. If you're a beginner, you should be starting at level one. And then you go to level two. And then you graduate to level three. So it can be modified as you change. You might get an injury, you might get sick or ill. And that was what I was referring to in the last podcast. If you know, what do you do when you're under the weather? How do you modify your training? That last podcast, number 11, I talk specifically about how to do that. And you should be able to implement that into your specific for you program. So my advice to you is to plan for the long term and you'll be absolutely amazed at what you can do. Don't plan for four weeks. What's, what do you wanna be, where do you wanna be in a year's time? Where do you wanna be in five years? Most people never even consider this. They're just too worried about, I'll just focus on the next four weeks of my life. And then four weeks comes around, they're like, oh, what next? Uh, yeah, that was fun, but oh, I feel like trying something else. I'll go over here. And then they try something else which is completely different to what they've just done. And that's why people never actually make long-term progress. They just end up going around in circles. They try program over here, and then they go and do program over there. And then Sally told them that this program over here is pretty cool, so they try that as well. And then 12, years, and then 12 months later, you figure out, oh man, I actually haven't moved at all. So every, when you plan for the long term, when shit hits the fan, when an issue or a problem comes up, the goal is to overcome it and get past that obstacle. So any issue or problem that you can think of has a solution. I have worked with people who've had, you know, someone's had a broken foot, people have had shoulder issues, I've had, you know, clients who've had ACL surgery, uh, hand surgery, can't use their, their arm, you name it, I've worked with people who have had some form of ailment or injury. And this is the thing, all of these things can be worked around. Myself personally, I have almost dislocated both of my ankles, different times, the same incident, uh, the same type of injury. It is what is called forced hyperplantar flexion. So this was playing sports, playing football. I went to boot the ball one way and somebody else tried to boot it the other way at the same time, which, uh, flexed uh, uh yeah if, if you point your toes if you're standing up and you point your toes i was trying to boot the ball like that and somebody else tried to do the same thing they put more force into the ball than i did which pushed my ankle back further than it should have i almost dislocated my ankle twice so during these time periods i still trained i did what i could i've had shoulder niggles i've had surgery on my knee to debride and trim a meniscus. Once again, another sporting injury. Sport's just great. 
just really great for the body. <laughs> uh, that's another podcast. I've had wrist, I've had thumb issues where I can't uh, load bear through the wrist. So even doing things like push-ups, I couldn't do. Again, sport. Um, but I never stopped training. I worked around all of it. If I couldn't load or put weight through my ankle, I would do single leg work on the other one. I would train my upper body. I would work my core. When I couldn't do my push-ups, I would work on other stuff. I could still press with dumbbells because my wrist was locked. I would use wrist wraps as well. When I had my knee surgery, yeah, I was out of commission for a while. But then as soon as I could, I was back in the gym. Because I know how to program for me and my body. And the same thing needs to be true for you. If you have a coach, if you have a program which is specific for you, you will be able to work around anything. All of your excuses will just be absolutely null and void. When you have a custom program, custom means one of a kind. Custom means for you and your specific goals and your specific body. So when you have a custom program, you get custom results. When you follow generic programs, you get generic results. Which would you prefer? Custom for you results or generic results? Like I mentioned in podcast, I think it was number 10. What's the statistic of the average Australian? Generic, normal, average programs, average results. So strength training is super simple. It is very simple, but it has to be appropriate for your training age. That is the amount of time you have been training for. So if you have never trained in a gym and done strength work before, your training age is zero. So this is not your chronological age. This is not when you were born. This is how long you've been training consistently for. I started when I was 16 years old. I am now 29, so I've been training for 12 full years. My training age is 12. The training needs to be appropriate for your skill level. If all you know is body weight movement, that's your skill level for now. Once you have mastered that and you are proficient, then we can add load. We can incorporate some dumbbells, maybe some barbell work. And it needs to meet you where you are currently at. So if you've just had the last 12 weeks off with this whole coronavirus, do not expect to go back to where you were before. No chance, don't do it. You get injured. It needs to meet you where you're currently at. If you haven't done any physical training since the glory days when you were younger, then maybe we need to start you with something that's a little bit more gentle and introduce you slowly, gradually. So if it doesn't meet that criteria, there will be a breakdown at some point in time. Whether it's with your results where you hit a plateau because you haven't done those smaller steps like we were talking about before, when you try to emulate Harold, who's at stage 10, when you're at stage two, there might be a breakdown with your consistency. Maybe the program's just too hard for you. And on week one, when it's meant to be easy, it's really hard. So if you can't even do week one, there's no way you're gonna to get to week three or four of your program. And there might also be a breakdown in the form of an injury. If your body is not developed in the right areas, if you haven't done the work on the smaller muscle groups, the stabilizers, Learn how to brace your core and use your glute muscles effectively. Your body is going to compensate. It is going to use muscle groups and joints to do things it shouldn't do. 
I hope this is making sense to you. There, when you do strength training, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to move. There are exercises you should do and there are exercises which you should perhaps avoid. But it all depends on what type of program you've got. Is it built for you or is it built for somebody else who is who has been injury free for the last 10 years, who's been training consistently, who eats like a bodybuilder, who eats super clean and has no other commitments? Don't try and fit square pegs in round holes. What I'm trying to say is, if you want custom results, you need a custom program. And I'm, I'm so passionate about this because I've worked with, honestly, hundreds of people over these last 12 years, and it could not be more simple, yet people complicate it because they wanna take the reins and they let their ego drive their decision-making. If you have big results, you need a plan specific for that. That's all I'm trying to say here. So, last thing, before I let you go, don't leave your results up to chance. It's not the flip of a coin. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be the flip of a coin to see if you succeed or not. Get yourself a custom program or hire a coach to work with you individually. If you do that, you'll be more accountable. You'll have a program which is specific for your needs, your goals, your time frame, and will actually give you the tools you need to succeed long-term. So guys, I hope that's enough of an argument for you to actually focus on strength training and give you enough reasons to get something in place for you. You must have a strength program when you go into the gym. You must have something which is specific for you and your goals and your needs and your current body. Guys, thanks for listening. I will speak to you soon for another episode. Until then, go and get after it. Don't let your goals go by the wayside. Coronavirus is done. It's now time to take action. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.